0: Hello, and welcome to Editor's Note, where we play a long game of what if with our favorite and least favorite forms of media. I'm Jordan. I'm Sawyer. And I'm Charlie. And let's get into it. Today, we're going to talk about Criminal Minds. uh, The show... (laughs) uh yep yep i have a lot to talk about with this show so this episode might be a little bit long i mean it's like a 16 season yeah yeah there's so yeah i have a little bit of info start to start us off with criminal minds if you don't know is a police procedural tv series that began airing in 2005 on cbs The series follows a group of behavioral profilers who work for the FBI's Behavioral Analysis Unit, or the BAU, as it's often called. And each episode focuses on the team tracking down a new killer, or unsub, as they are called in the show. And all the episodes share a very similar plot structure, which I wrote down, but we don't need to get into. It kind of does a monster of the week type thing. It's like very episodic. But kind of blends a little bit of a serial narrative in there occasionally. Um, And yeah. It's basically just your run-of-the-mill police procedural. But it's like about serial killers and how to catch them with psychology. (laughs) So, yeah. I've seen all the episodes. Um, Charlie and Sawyer have seen some of the episodes. I've seen
1: all of season one and a couple episodes trickling on past that. with In random seasons. Yeah.
0: I've seen one through three and then, again, like, kind of what Jordan was like, you should watch this. And we just, like, said, cool. Cool, yeah. I signed some episodes (laughs) that, like, I thought gave the best overview of, like, what the show is like. Um, But since the show is so long... 15 seasons, it's kind of pointless to, like, talk about, like, specific events. So what I'm gonna do, what my notes are, like, how they're structured, is basically just talking about the overall structure of the show. So, like, instead of focusing on, like, something that happened in one season, we're gonna talk about how the writing and the characters and the overall themes affected the show as a whole. And then if you guys want to talk about something specific, we can do that also, but um, we'll talk about characters. Um, There's a lot of turnover of the characters in Criminal Minds. Uh, There are several instances where characters will leave and then come back and while they're gone, they'll usually get like a replacement character to fill their role while they're gone. Um, but because there's a lot of characters that end up in the BAU over the course of the series, I am going to list the characters that the fan that like fans of the show would probably say are like the core characters of the show. Um, we'll start with Jason Gideon, who is like, in the first season, he's like the leader of the BAU. He's kind of the father of the group and he's one, to, one of the founding members of the BAU in the FBI. He's clever and wise and observant, and he's passionate about his job. And he's often the character that gets the like aha moment when they're trying to track down a killer, mm-hmm. um, which is why he's known as like a really great profiler. He's sort of a legend amongst the FBIers of the show. <laughs> the FBIers, yeah,
1: yeah. Technical terms only on this podcast. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and he
0: kind of experiences like a struggle with how working at the BAU impacts his and his team's humanity. His like big overall arc is like whether or not the job is worth doing with the way that it impacts how you see mankind. Um, And so he leaves at the beginning of season three after feeling burnt out from all the pointless violence that he sees on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Aaron Hotchner, who's the unit chief of the BAU, and he decides what cases they work and assigns roles to each team member on the cases. He's Wasn't stern. That JJ? Doesn't JJ do that? She picks cases to show Hotchner, and then he decides which ones are, like, oh. worth doing. Oh, I see. So, at least I think that's how I record. I just remember watching an episode and it went into like depth kind of on JJ's role and it was like how like it kind of affects her and it was like she was just like going through like case after case and being like okay well sh- where do- this is the case yeah so they the the team gets like so many requests from across the country for their like assistance as profilers that they have to like trim down that number and then Hotchner gets to pick which ones he think like need the most help Um, so Hotchner is, like, stern and steady and he's experienced, he's a family man, and one of his major character conflicts is struggling to maintain a balance between his personal life and his work. Um, he is a character that both struggles with and, like, enforces the rules of the FBI on the BAU, so he's, like, constantly having to, like, tell all the characters, like, no, you can't do that, this is the rules. But then also, like, protecting his team from any backlash that, like, the the bosses might have to throw against the team. So, yeah. Hotchner is, like, the long-standing, like, leader of the team. Mm-hmm. David Rossi is the other founding member of the BAU, and he worked with Gideon for years before retiring. And then he's brought out of retirement after Gideon's depart- departure from the BAU. He is suave and calm and humorous, but he's secretive. He hides his past and his personal life from his team. He's often, this isn't like a specific thing that they like explicitly state, but it's something that I noticed after watching like the show. He's often the go-to guy for like interrogating people and like trying to get like witnesses to talk and tell the truth. He's good at getting people to talk. Um, and a lot of his arcs focus on like addressing events that happened in his past, and then learning how to move forward into the future after accept- accepting those things. Um, and he's often like a go-to guy for advice for like the younger characters. He's like the dad. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He's a support system. He's a support system. He's yeah. like a fun mm-hmm. uncle. Yeah. He. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Now we're going to talk about Reed. Hmm. Okay. Oh. Spencer Reed is the youngest member of the BAU um, and possibly the entire FBI. Um, he's only 24 at the start of the show. Um, he's a genius. He has an iodetic memory, three PhDs, three bachelor's degrees, a- an IQ of 187, and he can somehow read 20,000 words per minute. Um and so his vast amount of knowledge is helpful when solving cases. He's sort of like the encyclopedia of the team and he's pretty much able to answer any question that anybody could have at any time. Um and he struggles with social cues and connecting with other people and he also faces every single traumatic event that could ever happen to a human <laughs> being literally ever. Literally ever. I have a list that we'll talk about later. Don't, don't um, forget to mention that he has a troubled childhood. Yeah, no, I included that, yeah. Um, so, he's, Reed is a very prominent character in the show, um, and he has a strong bond with several of the team members, um, who are usually very protective of him, because he's the youngest. Um, and he's featured on the show until the end of its run, and I he's one of the only, other, only characters who stays on the show for the entirety of its run without leaving for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, Then we have Derek Morgan, who is, like, the hotshot. He's suave Mm -hmm. and determined and confident, but fiery and impulsive. He has experience uh, uh, on the Chicago Police Department as, like, a bomb squad member, and so he's sort of, like, the resident expert in explosives and firearms. He's also known as kind of a womanizer. He likes taking action, and he wants to face problems head-on. And he kind of butts heads with Hotchner who, they kind of develop Morgan as, like, being, having, like, a really strong set of leadership skills, so he kind of, like, wants to step into those roles, but then he also has, like, that impulsivity that kind of, like, makes him a little bit, like, not quite ready to be a leader, but, so he kind of goes some through some development with that, um, And he eventually leaves the team in the middle of season 11 after finding out that his girlfriend is pregnant um, and he realizes that he wants to be a father. Um, Emily Prentice joins the series at the beginning of season two as a replacement for another character. And then she eventually goes on to replace Aaron Hotchner as the unit chief of the BAU. Um, she's fluent in several languages. She's very skilled at, like, manipulation and undercover work. She has a mysterious past that she refuses to share until former enemies, like, come back to haunt her. And that's a very prominent arc in the show. She's calm and collected and unflinching, but she's kind of got a fiery streak. Um, and much of her development focuses on learning to open up to others and accepting support when she needs it. Penelope Garcia is the technical analyst for the BAU. She's a whiz with computers and technology. She helps find out info about literally anything that you could ask for. Um, And she usually works remotely from Quantico, so she's not really on site with the rest of the team. Um, She's bubbly and kind and passionate about her work and protective of her fellow coworkers. And her and Morgan have, like, a particularly strong bond that's, like, characterized by, like, constant flirting and joking and, like, banter. Um, and Garcia struggles with, like, the violent and gruesome aspects of the job. So her arcs are usually comprised of learning how to deal with, like, the traumatic experience of, like, working at the BAU. Mm -hmm. And she's the only other character besides Reed that stays for the entirety of the show without an extended break. Um... J.J., Jennifer J.J. Giroux, uh, is originally the BAU communications liaison, and she acts as a correspondent between the team and the rest of the world uh, until season seven, when she's promoted to profiler. J.J. is strong and confident and clever, and she excels in both her roles as liaison and profiler. In season six, she is forced to to accept a promotion at the Pentagon, which... Causes her to leave the show for a season. JJ is often the first person to know about goings-on in the team. She's kind of a confidant to Honchner. And she's also a figure that many of her team members lean on during a crisis. Because she's very, like, steady. She deals with a lot of trauma resulting from the death of her sister. Um, and a lot of her arcs are basically just, like, learning how to cope with, um, her sister. Her sister's death. Um... And some of the work that J.J. does for the Pentagon is revealed to be part of, like, a black ops mission in the Middle East. um, Which results in later conflict when, like, ghosts from the past come back to haunt her. And J.J. and Reed share a particularly close friendship that develops as the series goes on. Um, Yeah, so that's the main characters. There are a lot of others that all have, you know, some good qualities that are really interesting, but they are usually only on, like, as featured roles for, like, a season or two seasons or three seasons, so I figured we'd just kind of address the core characters that kind of make up like what a lot of fans would call the golden years of the show.
1: Plus like I feel like
0: I feel as though when um you talk about Criminal Minds that's like those characters are who you think about when. Yeah. You mentioned Criminal Minds. Yeah. Most people when you say Criminal Minds are probably going to be thinking like seasons three to like maybe seven. Like that kind of chunk of it. It's sort of like Grey's Anatomy there are actually a lot of like really inter- interesting parallels that you could draw between the two shows even though like thematically they're very very different but it's kind of like Grey's Anatomy in the way that you can like kind of chunk the seasons together in the- in terms of like who is in the cast and like what they're focusing on mm-hmm. so yeah um I say we move on to good yeah things okay Um, I would say my big good thing for this show is its characters. Um, in my opinion, each character is given, like, very clear, a very clear personality. And all of the actors, I think, embody their characters very well. Each person is distinctive. And so even when a character leaves the show and someone new is brought in... It doesn't really feel like their replacement is like a carbon copy of them. Um, And each team member plays a specific role in the solving of each case. And so the show is good at curating the character's talents to fit the needs of the team. Um, And going along with that, like all the characters have really interesting relationships with each other. Which without like relying on kind of like high octane romantic drama you know what I mean like nobody in the show ever like sleeps with each other but they all still have very like interesting friendships and interesting dynamics um and because the BAU is basically together all the time and facing really difficult situations The viewer gets to watch them all like lean on each other in times of need and develop a sort of like found family situation. That's one thing I do really like about the show because I feel like if it was made today it would definitely like there would be a lot more like relationships and like hookups and like backstabbing and then it's like oh how do you work with somebody that slept with your wife? on the field, like, I feel like a lot of, like, Law and Order and, like, those shows have really taken on, or, like, NCIS. I haven't watched NCIS, but my parents watch NCIS, so I see some of that in the, the, the show, but, like, it's kind of rare not to have romance be a blaring aspect of a group of people. I feel like they did it really well in my opinion. Yeah. It's, like, it's, like, actually kind of interesting that, like, because it's kind of reflecting real life. Like, mm-hmm. how, like, in a an actual, like, setting like this, like, yeah. the actual FBI, like, how often would people actually be sleeping especially together?
1: Especially because, like, especially what they do is, like, such a mood killer for all emotions. hmm Yeah. are just sort of, like, I mean, I, I'm not an FBI agent. I'm so sorry to tell you guys this, but, like... I imagine you kind of have to sh- shut off your emotions mm-hmm. and just kind of go on, like, autopilot and just only work with the bank of information you know throughout yeah. your day, and then you can go home and you can be a human, but when you're in that job, you're, like, it's it's just not a romantic setting. It's not mm-hmm. a joyful setting. It's, And I think they balance that out of having enough humanity that's definitely mm-hmm. compelling, but also have that aspect of, like, What we're doing is serious. We're here for our job. And we don't have time to flirt around unless it's Morgan and Garcia. And in that case, it's cute and it's adorable and I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Like, I'm very glad they never did anything, like, with Morgan and Garcia. It's just established that they're just best friends. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked that.
1: of, like, Phoebe and Joey's relationship where they flirt all the Mm -hmm. time, but they'd be like, we're we're not, like, they, they flirt, they're compatible, but they're also, like, friendship's more important. Like, friendship is what this relationship is. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. They, there's a lot of interesting dynamics, um, without, like, having to rely on, like, your kind of default, like, oh my god, they're in love with each other. How is that gonna affect everything that they do? Then that's not to say they don't do, like, teasing, if you will. Like, they definitely (laughs) tease a lot of things that just never happen, which... Yeah, is annoying to an extent, but it's also like, I'm glad nothing ever happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that. Yeah, I've
1: also seen one of the actresses. Um, oh my gosh, I forgot what her character name is. But she was looking at Morgan, and she was like, "I saw that he had like one white eyelash," and I was and I was just kind of fixated on that in the scene because I'm just supposed to be listening to him. So I'm just and everyone like started like shipping those two characters together, and I was literally just like, "Huh." that's a white eyelash. That's interesting. Mm. And, like, she was, like, and then they started, think like, going back and being, like, wait, are they in love? Because she, like, is staring at his eyes and kind of in wonder. In this show? In this show. Oh. I think it was only for a season because then again, you know, like, they never, but I think a part of it is maybe sometimes they're just, like, especially because there's so much technical mm-hmm. terminology, I feel like probably a lot of the actors maybe space out for, like, one take. And then it kind of looks like they're like really like, mm-hmm. who's this guy? Yeah. And then it's really they're just like, oh yeah, this is technical terms, and I just have to wait for the technical terms to like.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. props to the writers for not like giving in to like fan wanted yeah, relationships. Yeah, they
1: they knew they knew that they wanted this to be like a family, and not <laughs> you, like yeah. they wanted it to just be like coworkers.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's kind of like New Girl in a way. If yeah. New Girl was crime fighting, none well, of the characters in New Girl would be able to do that job. But like similar dynamic,
1: how dare you, Winston would Schmidt
0: would get captured and then yeah, like no, talk. no, no,
1: no. I'm just talking about Winston. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, but you have to admit he would bring the life to the party, and they need some joy. Mm. That's my only change. Bring Winston from New Girl <laughs> into the show. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: yep yeah, that's the rest of the episode. That's it right. bye. <laughs> all right <laughs> um so yeah, um, I'd say my second like thing that the show can be applauded for is like the is I'm gonna put this like broadly is the cases um, and the whole point of the b a u in the show is that they're brought in to solve crimes that, like, local law enforcement can't wrap their heads around. Um, And the show does, like, does a lot of work to make sure that each case has something distinct and new about it. Obviously, since there's 15 seasons, like, things get a little bit repetitive, so it's not, like, every single case is, like, super unique. But there definitely are episodes where it's, like, Wow, I've never seen that done before.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, So it's like sometimes the unsub have a really interesting backstory that, like, or, like, motivation to commit crime. And it, like, makes you wonder, like, is this guy really a bad guy? Like, is this guy really the villain? And, you know, it makes you question, like, the morality of the situation. Other times it's, it means that the unsub has a really interesting method for, like, committing murder. There are some episodes that feel like they could have been, like, the plot of a horror movie. Um, And then others feel Mm -hmm. like they could be, like, a psychological drama.
1: Yeah, they do have an FBI, they have FBI consultants um, on it. And every single episode's kind of loosely based on something. There's an interview on the radio many, many years ago that my mother still quotes to this day because she's very into true crime. But it was the person that was the advisor for at least one of the seasons. I think he's done many, many if not all, of the seasons. And they were like, "Is it really hard?" You know, like um, telling them all these like dark stories of all the stuff that happens. And he's like, "We leave out the creepy ones."
0: Hmm, that's terrifying. He's like,
1: "We leave out the worst ones." Like you think that's the worst thing, but it's like we leave out the darkest ones. We leave out the ones that like yeah
0: yeah and and yeah. to be
1: fair this is through word of mouth and my mother that heard it from a radio show 10 years ago but she's she yeah, yeah. she quotes it all the time because she's like isn't that crazy and i'm like that is scary knowing some of the episodes that is scary that that's not the creepiest thing that's ever happened yeah
0: yeah that's crazy I guess it is, like, it is, like, TV-14. So, I mean, they have to stay within a certain, like, level of awfulness. But, yeah, that's crazy. I have a list of episodes that I, like, picked out that I think are, like, really interesting in terms of, like, the case that they're solving. And they're kind of all, like, standalone episodes. So maybe we can, like, put that in the description or something of the episode. In case you want to get into the show. Um, Yeah. But, yeah. Any other... Applauses for Criminal Minds.
1: I have one more. I think they do a really good job adding a little bit of humor. Not into the situation, but into the interactions between the agents. Are they called agents? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Because I think without... And I think they do like an appropriate amount of humor. And I think without some of that human interaction... Mm-hmm. It would just be, it would, at least for me, it would be too hard to watch. Just because it's just crime. It's just, like, bad things that happen to good people. Um, and then, like, then people having to deal with that trauma. And yeah. so I, I think they do, I think their humor is, one, really funny. I was kind of shocked about how much I was catching myself laugh sometimes. And I was like oh my gosh, wait, they're investigating, like, a serial killer. I was like, this is not appropriate. Yeah. But to at least have a minute where you're just laughing instead of being, like, horrified for the other, like, like, 43 minutes or whatever Yeah, is really nice, and I think the writers were really smart in doing that. Mm-hmm. Because I think without that, like, magic touch, it would just...
0: Yeah. I could have just said the humor's good, but I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that the actors do like they have good comedic timing and yes. good delivery. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. yeah,
1: they they're good at dramatic and comedic. Yeah, ending.
0: yeah. So I would say that also. Yeah, like there was some times where I did feel like it needed just a little bit more humanity, because when I originally first watched it, I watched like three seasons in the span of like ten days. Um, I was on a road trip, so. But some of the episodes just felt very, just, like, hostile, I guess. And I would have liked a little bit more human interaction. Um, I do think it's interesting how a lot of the, their interactions are on the plane. Yeah. They do that a lot. Like, that's a lot. Yeah. That they do that. Yeah. They, so that's I,
1: probably the only time, because once they're on the ground, they're, like, at work. Yeah. So the yeah. plane's their only time to be, like, mm-hmm. mentally preparing, but also being, like... I don't want to think about it until I'm actually there. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, more more so the plane after, like, at the end of the yeah. Sh-
0: episodes. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah. Definitely. I'm going to move into changes, um, slash notes. Um, and one of the things that I don't think the show is super great at, and I would... I think could use a little bit tweaking is the how the ensemble is dealt with since it's sort of obviously there's a big cast of characters and none of them are like deemed the main character of the show Um, it's an ensemble show right Um, and I know I said that the best thing about the show is its characters but The show doesn't always treat its characters equally. Um, At most times, the team is comprised of about eight team members, and so this means that the writers had to figure out how to give eight main characters scream time for every single episode uh, over the course of 15 years. And so most episodes have some sort of personal tie-in for one of the characters, right? Mm -hmm. And the episode gives that character a little bit more screen time to discuss their episodic episodic arc. Um, eh. For example, season four, episode 17. This is an episode that I think does a really good job at this. It's called Demonology, and it centers around Prentice. um, As her character is, like... She has to deal with how her character is strongly tied to one of the victims of the case, um, and as a result she's given more screen time to focus on developing her emotions. Um, And so theoretically theoretically, um, this should have allowed for the writers to make the series well-rounded in how much each character gets to be focused on. um, Because that's the goal of an ensemble show. However, I don't think that this was super well accomplished because it sort of seems like there's only one character that they ever want to talk about. Um, And that character is Reed. Um, And I have a whole page, a whole single-spaced, bullet-pointed list of every single thing that has ever happened to him in his entire (laughs) life. And it ranges from... Like, being bullied as a, like, a six-year-old to being kidnapped by a cult and then almost sacrificed in a religious ritual.
1: And he's, been like so, kidnapped multiple times. Kidnapped multiple, multiple times. times.
0: <laughs> he's been to jail. He's had to shank somebody in jail. He uh, sees his girlfriend, like, shot in front of him. He gets kidnapped over and over again. Everything happens to this guy. He's, like, the definition of a writer just being, like, I know what I'll do. I'll give him some drama. I think that's a good idea. It's like when writers think that character development is just drama. Exactly. Oh, he's not interesting? Just give him daddy issues. Exactly. so much better. And it's, like, kind of awful because he's, like, read to me is, like, potentially both the best and worst character in the entire series because they they talk about him a lot. And he's, like, mm-hmm. incredibly interesting because he's super young, but he's incredibly intelligent, but he kind of lacks experience and he lacks, like, emotional intelligence. So he could have been, like, a really good delivery system for some, like, really interesting plot lines and, like, kind of fleshing out the overall themes of the show. But instead i think the writers kind of used they didn't really use him to his fullest potential and instead they opted to like pile on traumatic events to force emotional growth to happen really really quickly because Mm -hmm. he's so young instead of like letting it happen naturally um they also like reed i do feel like is if not the most favorite character on this show like from like a fan base perspective right like I feel like he's like the one that like is the most talked about, so it kind of makes sense that the writers are like, oh, we'll just give him more screen time. Yeah, I um, um, do. I like that. No.
1: Yeah, I think there's a constant fact just because he he's at he's at the center of a lot of plot points. Therefore, mm-hmm. our the audience talks about it a lot, and then then it's like a cycle because it's like this gets discussion. Mm-hmm. But also, I think you know they they do a good job of separating you know, f- what the audience thinks and what they write about for, like, yeah. a lot of their relationships, mm-hmm. but, um, it could just be that, like, because he's seen a lot, he's talked about a lot, and we think there's a correlation, but maybe there's not. <laughs> I,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I have to assume it kind of, like, Cause has it. something to do with, like, oh my god, he's so cute, oh my god, I don't know. Like, I don't think he was written to be, like, a heartthrob character.
1: But he But then he, like, turned
0: into it. (laughs) So they were like, Mm -hmm. well, yeah, let's give the people what they want, you know? Yeah. Not to be objectifying or anything.
1: Um, He also just has such an interesting... Like, when someone knows everything, they're also like, well, then he has to have everything also happen to him, and then, like, that's maybe where that... Because it's like, he's very knowledgeable, so his knowledge has to live up to his life... Experience and I think they just tried to equalize that and maybe not the best way, but I think some of them, some of the things that happened to him were done really, really well.
0: Yeah. And other
1: things could have happened to even other characters. Or... Did Morgan ever get kidnapped or anything?
0: Did anything happen to Morgan? One of the reasons why he leaves is because he's, and this was a, a like a plot that I really did not care for. He's kidnapped by, like, a militia group who, like, wants him for something, and they, like, use chemicals, and they, like, burn a hole. Not a oh hole in goodness. his chest. So they, like, burn him with chemicals, and it's weird, and then he, like, has to, like, he ends up, like, killing them all with one of their guns, and then he has to, like, escape, but he's dying because he's got chemicals all over him, and then they find him, and then he's like, hey, guys, I'm quitting this job because I want to raise my family. Which is, like, really understandable, right? So.
1: Very understandable, but they really, they were like, how about we have everything that could happen over your 11-year arc be in one day? Yeah, but exactly.
0: It's like, Morgan has, like, that one like really big event.
1: Mm-hmm. they talk
0: mm-hmm. about things that have happened in his past, and that's yeah. like some of the stuff that like
1: uh, yeah, adds to his character adds to and his who character growth. Yes. but like mm-hmm. things that
0: physically happen within the time period of the show. It's like that one thing, and that's it. yeah I
1: mean, that is definitely extreme, but then it also makes sense that 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 he was like, this one thing happened to me i'm I'm gonna go. I'm going to maybe skedaddle. Right. Like, a -hmm. a part of me is like, maybe that's not the most balanced, but then that makes sense that, like, that one event would be like, that's my breaking point. Mm -hmm. I I haven't been kidnapped before. I haven't had, like, I've had coworkers that have had that. I haven't. This happened. Oh. Um. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to raise my child. I'm going to maybe chill, love you all, but that's a lot. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So, for Reed... Basically, having all these things happen to him basically, like, ends up making him, like, have two flavors. Because if he's not, like, actively dying, he kind of <laughs> tends to have, like, a smaller role, like, in episodes mm. that are about other people. So, like, he'll solve the case, but his two, his two flavors end up being be smart and have bad things happen to me. So, so it's, like, a little bit... You really want to see the potential that he has, that you can, like, you can taste the potential, but they're not, mm. they're not fulfilling it. So, you just kind of, like, wa- keep watching for him, and then it's like, oh, you're gonna get kidnapped, you're gonna get kidnapped again? Oh, okay. But, yeah. It's good. it gets boring. I, to see the I'm, same I'm just gonna, so much drama. I think
1: Criminal Minds, sorry, should have had a Top Gun Either let's do touch football or let's do volleyball. Yeah.
0: Like a chill. That would
1: have been fun. That's mm-hmm. just a little. Plus they would do yeah. that too.
0: I feel like they would definitely do that.
1: I just think that would be sweet and fun. Like I like Reed's kinda like their Bob. And then Hoschner could bring his son. That'd
0: oh be cute. yeah. They kinda like And they... then Reed and his son could be front. Yeah. They have like they sprinkle in like little tastes <laughs> right. of things like that. So it's like they hint at like just more that, of that the then. that the team yeah, like yeah. hangs out after work or hangs out right. like on the weekends mm-hmm. or whatever but you kind of don't really get to see a whole lot of it so then you you kind of get what you guys talked about earlier like you you like just all of that like, heavy emotion because they're not letting you see the good times in the team's relationship i I
1: understand that criminal minds is definitely about the bad times Mm -hmm. and to see the good times also would maybe be really weird juxtaposed to people being murdered i understand i understand that but maybe just a couple more sprinklings into like reality
0: yeah that's like making arguably if you make if you only have bad times it makes some of the bad times seem less bad
1: yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. so like
0: if you have like a set of like really good days and you have a bad day it's like that was a really bad day and then it's like good days like after that it makes like what it what you're trying to focus like the bad part beyond more central and like you can actually pay attention to it more because it's like within good times Yes. (laughs) Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't that know makes... if any of that made sense, but no, that just, does. Yeah. yeah, it's like if you keep escalating the bad times, it's like, is it really bad anymore? Mm-hmm. You have to have the balance so you can yeah. like tell which yeah. is which. And is I which. think the
1: humor definitely undercut some of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. But
1: maybe just a little, just maybe a minute more of humanity per episode. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, my next critique, I think that the show overall, sort of is lacking uh, some follow through. Um, I think that a lot of the times there are like teases of like interesting or juicy storylines that just never get and like a, an ending or a follow through. Um, I have a couple of examples of this. One of my- one of the least- one of the most annoying things that I've ever experienced when watching a show was, like, watching the, like, season period between, like, the middle of season two to the middle of season three where I was waiting for the show to, like, explicitly address how Reed literally was addicted to opiates. And because, if you don't know, he was kidnapped and then, like, is given substances while he's kidnapped. And so he develops an addiction to him, to them. And then they have this, like, three-episode period where they kind of are addressing the aftermath of that event. But they're being very, like, they're kind of dancing around it. Like, they're sort of hinting at it. They're showing, like, glances. Like, he takes the little bottle of drugs out of his pocket and he looks at it, but you don't know if, like, he's been using it in his free time. Mm -hmm. Or you see that he's, like, coming late to work and he's kind of being aggressive, which is sort of uncharacteristic for him. But nobody, none of the team members are talking about it. He's not talking about it. You don't get to see him ever, like, Processing these feelings alone. You don't get anything. You know that whole thing about like. Don't. don't like don't tell. Show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't do either. In my opinion. Like. <laughs>
1: they I <said> was don't.
0: <laughs> like I was waiting for something solid. Yeah. And I'm not saying that shows are like. Duty bound to spell out everything to the viewer. But in my opinion. When it's something as like as big as this, something mm-hmm. that should have, like, had a very big impact on the character, subtlety is not the way to go. Like, of course, be
1: what was subtle. The year,
0: what was the year that that came out? It like, could have
1: been, like, network-based. Yeah. Of not being able to show something mm, addicted. Yeah. That's true. Especially because it, it...
0: Depending on when it was, it could have been, yeah. like, a lot of, like, teenagers and stuff are getting addicted to it, so they don't want to show it, because yeah. then that could if it be, like, started
1: he's addicted,
0: f- so I'm gonna get addicted. It like, started
1: with 2005, mm. so around season two or three would be, like, 2007-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it could have been network-based. That
0: they literally couldn't, like, they had to dance around it. Yeah. But, but then it's also, like, how are they able to, like, have the criminals yeah. get them dosed, but it's also, like, a good guy can't experience any, like, yeah.
1: it, uh, Especially because maybe he's so young. Mm-hmm. Th- yeah. That could be that Spencer's so young that maybe they were like, we don't want to show this. to Especially someone that's so loved and like mm-hmm. kind of lusted over. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that they didn't want to almost accidentally romanticize it just because a lot of the fans were romanticizing that character. Yeah. But maybe there could have been just at least one scene where he's like, with a psychologist, maybe, and he's like, "Hey, I've been dealing with," and they don't have to spell it out, but they could. He could be like, "I'm dealing with, maybe addiction," and then yeah, and then you know, and then you, maybe sort of like Sopranos things where it's like, you know, it, the therapist plays like a big role, but also like a very small role in yeah. that sense. Kind so of what they're
0: doing in Stranger Things right now,
1: yeah, yeah. like I yeah. didn't. <laughs> I didn't need
0: to see him, like, act, like doing the drugs. Mm-hmm. I, like, again, I wanted to be shown, not told, but they didn't even bother to tell me, so I was, like, waiting for that whole season period, yeah. like, waiting to have some information that could be, like, a solid, yes, <laughs> That that event that he went through was really bad, and mm-hmm. this is the direct consequence, and... I just wanted a little bit ex- yeah. of, like, an explicit no, I, explanation. No, I think that's
1: fair. So... But maybe because of the time and yeah. network, it could have maybe been difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I definitely think that's fair that maybe, like, again, there could have been, like, a, a therapist or session, mm-hmm. something, where it's not just maybe about addiction, but just that being kidnapped's traumatic and maybe <laughs> him just being, like... Also, he kind of felt, especially with the person that kidnapped him the first time, he he saw a really good side of that character. He knew that mm-hmm. that person was very was, you know, hurt his whole life and so he feels a lot of sympathy for that person mm-hmm. as well as like I had to do what I had to do. Yeah. Yeah, because
0: I yeah. may maybe I just like I wanted that that plot line to just like go on. Like I wanted it to be an arc maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No,
1: I think that's I In's, think that's fair.
0: Instead of just sort of like the background thing of like Reed's dealing with this thing because he got kidnapped, so let's go solve this case. I remember, like, watching it and then, like, seeing when they, like, showed him, like, with a pill bottle, and I was like, when did he get addicted to drugs? Yeah. Like, I remember just being like, wait, what? And then I- I don't know if I actually went back and, like, researched it or anything, but I remember just being kind of confused, so I agree that they should have, like, said slash told something- They... Shown something? They explicitly stated it later because he's shown, like, going to, like, a Narcotics Anonymous meeting. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was, like, too late, and it's, like, I had forgotten about it. I was, like... (laughs) uh, I mean, like, yeah, he obviously went through Mm -hmm. that thing, but it was not, like... I didn't get any, like, processing of the emotions from anybody. And something that the fans actually, like, talk a lot about when it comes to that storyline was is talking about how nobody ever mentions it to him or reaches out yeah. to him or asks him about it like I feel like Morgan would have Morgan yeah. would have been like also, hey Also
1: J- JJ was very traumatized mm-hmm. traumatized during that experience as well so Or Garcia
0: Yeah but it, in, in the show nobody is shown making that effort to reach out to either him or JJ they just move on from it really quickly and then the only person to like theoretically notice Mm -hmm. is Prentice because she notices that Reed is being, like, very uncharacteristically aggressive. Mm -hmm. And it's really only because she knows that it's, like, interfering with their ability to do the job. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's sort of, like, weirdly on, like, it's sort of weird that, like, this seemingly found family situation of the BAU has suddenly, like, let one of their members go through this horrible thing Mm -hmm. and then just, like, slip Not away mentioned. and uh, it,
1: yeah. so i mean it could be representative of the fact of when you have that type of job mm-hmm. sometimes people are so focused on the case that they don't focus on the reaction but then there's other storylines where they do only focus on the consequence rather than the case like there's more episodes about the consequence than the case but it's you know complicated it, it
0: yeah I mean, in reality, like, if they hadn't, like, built that, like, found family aspect, I feel like, like, I mean, I've gone through things where it's, like, no one, like, sees what I'm going through, if that makes sense, and, like, I don't really need to talk to my work
1: part, like, yeah my coworkers about it. Right.
0: Yeah. But, like, in this instance of the show, it makes sense, but it's also, like, maybe Reed just, like, not that I know why he wouldn't feel comfortable talking about it, but maybe he just didn't.
1: He's been told yeah. he's a genius and he's special, his life, and all of a sudden.
0: I think that has a little, like, he I think they issue. address that yeah, that has like something to do with it. a a
1: little bit. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah. like, a guilt part of, like, I'm supposed to be the golden child. Especially with, like, you see a little bit of, like, with his mom. It's like, mm-hmm. like, you know. It, it's a lot. We can, mo- we can move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: from this yeah. one. Weird storyline. But interesting. Should in have some been addressed better. Yeah. Potential. <laughs> have been a, a lot writer. of
1: potential, I think, is what we can say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um My next instance of no follow through, which we do not have to talk about at such length, um, in the very beginning of the show, Reed and JJ essentially go on a date to a football game after like Gideon kind of like is like, Hey Reed, do you want tickets to this football game? Because it seems like you like JJ. Um, and after the football game happens, and when Reed is asked about it, he declines to talk about it, and then it's never mentioned again, and then both JJ and Reed, like, continue their friendship, perfectly fine, for 14 years, um, and they may remain, like, perfectly platonic. And she gets married and has a baby. Yeah, she gets married, she has two children, um, they're obviously very close, and they lean lean on each other in times of, like, hardship, but... Like, there is nothing to to suggest a romantic inclination towards each other for 14 years. Except for in the season 14 finale, when JJ admits to Reed at gunpoint, that she's in love with him. And she has been since she met him. Despite being married with two children. So, for all 14 seasons, not a single inkling of romance between the two. Um, and then they throw this little number in just to stir up some drama, I guess. Right when the show's about to end. And guess what? Nothing ever comes of it. Because Reed basically goes, wow, that's crazy. And then they move on with their lives. Uh, and so, like, why on earth would you set up, like, this perfect setup for a romantic entanglement? I know we just talked about, like, not wanting, like, liking the, relas- the platonic relationships that the team has and the found family thing. But why on earth would you set up such a perfect, like, situation to have sort of, like, a a romance between two characters and then not do anything with it until 14 years later when the show is about to end and it does not matter at all anymore? I mean, that could have been literally because they needed views. that line. I would have watched that just for that.
1: Yeah, a part of it, I think, is that the fans really dissected every single scene that those two were in mm-hmm. since the beginning they were like because even like again when he was kidnapped she was like freaking out but a part of it was because like. She was just traumatized. But people could be like, she was freaking out because it's him. It's like, no, she went through a traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. And then they were hugging each other pretty tight when he was found. And I'm like, it's because they were the two people in that traumatic experience. They so They are the only ones And they're know. friends. They're established to be really good friends. Yeah, and they're the youngest people on, like, the group. So they, they're learning together. They're both, like, kind of seen as, like, kids. And they're growing mm-hmm. up together in a sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Not that I, like, agree
0: with it, but, but it could have been the writers wanted to go that direction. But then they kind of realized that they wanted to keep everything more platonic within, like, the found family again. So, not yeah. that they should have done it in the first place, but maybe they're just like, well, we actually don't want to do this because we want to keep it less, more just, like, all-around friendly. Um, do I agree that they should have addressed it? If they were gonna if they chose and did choose to like make yeah. it just friends, yes. But a part of it could, that could just be why.
1: A part of it could be also like TV shows like this have so many writers. Uh huh. That could just be like yeah. everyone had different views on kind of character direction. I feel like everyone had a very all the writers definitely knew what who every character was, but maybe mm-hmm. they were just like, Well, I see this for this character and I and there was like maybe conflicting things about that. So people yeah. were just like, Well, maybe we can put it on the like back burner and then like it, it was on the back burner for 14 years. Yeah. It could be yeah. something like that, mm-hmm. or...
0: I'm just kind of annoyed that she would say that after being married, and, like, you go through that whole plotline with her and him, and just, like, I like her and her husband together. I think they're cute. Why yeah. did she have to do that? It's, it's just, like, I would have been fine with it if there had just been, like, a little bit more. Of follow-through from that first date. Like, if it had been kind of sprinkled throughout the show instead yeah. of just, like, hey, remember that thing that happened 14 years ago? Mm-hmm. That was crazy, wasn't it? Let's bring it up again. Yeah. So. I mean, it could also just be, like, working in such, like, a tight environment together that neither of them were just ab- were able to really do anything about their feelings, if they had any. But also, yeah. like, I feel like we would have, s- if they were wanting to do that direction, we would have seen, like, a, pervi- a- Forbidden feeling type of yeah that would vibe that would from be a them.
1: plot point because that's probably you know because both those that's actors, an interesting story yeah
0: both those actors would have been able to do that like forbidden feelings like thing but they weren't directed to so they didn't yeah it's just yeah like it's it's just kind of a disappointment because like it you had a yeah plot line right there you could have used it I mean mm-hmm. I'm not saying it would have been like um I'm not saying it would have been great but it was right there, so... I mean, it could have also been just, like, they didn't want to do, like, do it, and then the fans were like, no. Yeah. I but. I don't know. That's just, like... That's just another example of, like, mm-hmm. not having... Like, not finishing what you start. Or, in this case, finishing what you start, and then waiting 15 years, and then not finishing it again. Yeah. Um, And then my last... Uh... Example. And this one makes me really bad. Is... In season 9... JJ... Experiences her... Experiences her... Singular traumatic event that she gets to have. Um She's kidnapped and she's tortured because of the stuff that she did while she was, like, working for the Pentagon. Which was actually, like, um... A cover for, like, a black ops mission that she was on in Iraq. Um... After she is saved from being kidnapped and tortured, a year goes by, and she's obviously suffered a lot of trauma. Um, and the one-year anniversary is coming up, and it's, like, a big deal because in traumatic events, like, one-year anniversaries can kind of have, like, a, a reoccurring effect on whoever is going through it. Um, and so, like, Reed is concerned about her repressing her emotions, but she insists that she's fine. But in reality, she's seeing, like, the ghost of the guy who kidnapped her, like, following her around. And the episode ends, like, really, really bleak. Because the ghost basically, like, she sits down at a desk and the ghost, like, sits in front of her and basically says, I am going to haunt you for as long as I can. I'm going to ruin your family. I'm going to ruin your work life. You're going to see me everywhere. I am going to destroy you. And then guess what? It's, I am not joking, literally never brought up again. They give that giant promise of this huge arc that one of the, that an extremely, like, excluded character could go through. JJ is probably one of, is probably the most mistreated character in the entire series. She is given the least amount of development, the least amount of screen time. So they make this giant promise to give her like a major arc in the show, and then they never do anything with it, and they never even mention it again. What season was that in? Nine. Season. She gets kidnapped in season nine. Then in season ten, is the next time that they talk about it. I'd understand if that was like end of season like fourteen, because then you would know if you have an you you had another season, or you had like only one more season. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. She never struggles with long-lasting trauma from the event again. Her personal life doesn't face any jeopardy. It's just never mentioned. And the sh- the episode is actually really interesting. I think it's probably one of the best, like, sh- shot episodes from mm-hmm. for, like, a cinematography perspective. Um, and it ends on, like, probably one of the bleakest notes of, like, any episode of Cur- Criminal Minds. Um... And it, like, promises turmoil, and it leaves you wanting more. And then just nothing happens.
1: That's
0: that's sad. So it's really annoying.
1: Yeah. I think my main thing is I would really like for there to be other geniuses on the show. Mm -hmm. For there to kind of be a bank of information yeah. So um, they could have different geniuses on. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't love Spencer Reed. It's just to know everything.
0: is a lot of pressure for it, one character. It's a lot of
1: pressure for one character. And he knows everything about, every, like, every little detail he knows, which is, like, he's a genius. That makes sense for his character. But mm-hmm. it'd be really cool if they had different geniuses for different, like, I don't know if they're like an agricultural genius, and mm-hmm. if it was like a whole children of the corn situation, they would have been like, This corn's from this place and this soil, blah, Like, I don't know. I think it would be really interesting to have that bank of information, and then read also when it feels so alone mm-hmm. in his intelligence. And he, they could still do that, he's the youngest one. They yeah. could still have that arc, they could still have that naivete that kind of pushes a huge portion of his story. Mm-hmm. Um, And he can still be like the primary genius. I just, I I think that'd be really cool if maybe they they had like other people that were like geniuses at their specific Mm -hmm. field and they knew a lot about a lot as well. I think that would be really cool. Um, I don't know how to incorporate that in there, but I just, you know, Reed's carrying a lot of the brains of the operation. Mm -hmm. And just to relieve him from some of that would be would probably be nice. Um, yeah,
0: plus then he could, like, actually act like a
1: person. Yeah. Sometimes. He would have community. I think that's, yeah. like, a... Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think that would be cool. Also, the FBI works with um, accountants a lot, and I wanted that. <laughs> Here's the thing. An accountant is the reason that Al Capone got in prison. Maybe I shouldn't talk about the mafia. Accountants are a very important part of like finding like tax invasion, and I think that would be cool for at least one storyline. I don't know mm-hmm. if there is one about tax evasion, but I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. And if they catch a serial killer because of tax evasion, that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. There is an
0: episode where they they team up with a guy from like the white collar sector of the FBI. Ooh. So they kind of do that, like, he's killing people, but he's committed, like, a lot of whatever fraud or insider trading or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know what episode that is, but they do do that.
1: Well, I'm... Well, that puts a smile on my face. Yeah. Um,
0: my other critique is just, it's sort of, I don't know. We maybe don't have to include this, but it's basically just, like, talking about how my issue with, like, the feminism of the show.
1: If we can you want to talk about it, yeah. I'm down. Yeah. So, and if you can listen back to it and if you want us to cut out things or yeah. whatever. It is an important part. It's, an, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's a critique that a lot of people agree with with yeah. that show, so.
0: Yeah. Um. Another critique that I have is basically just addressing the way that the show kind of has a huge issue with, like, how it treats... Both, like, background female characters and the actual main female characters of the show. Um, A quote that I found from a Collider.com article, I think, sums it up really well. At its weakest, criminal minds verged on PG-13 torture porn, relishing the horrible things done to terrified young women and not remotely earning its resolutions. I know that I talked about how the cases of the show, like, can be really interesting and, um, really unique. But on the flip side of that, a lot of it does come at the expense of just, like, brutally murdering, like, ex- auxiliary fil- female characters and sort of, like, not giving a good enough reason or good enough, like, resolution to mm-hmm. their- that's- those storylines. So, it's like, you're watching it, and you kind of are like, is this even happening for a reason? Or did they just want to, like, kill a a fictional woman, you know? Yeah.
1: hmm Yeah.
0: So, it's like, you kind of, like, you're watching it, and then you, like, wake up, and you realize, like, wow, yeah. this is horrible. When you're
1: binge-watching it, it definitely, that's, that's part of the reason that after season one, I kind of had to, I, it took a pause, and then I could never go back. Yeah. Because that's definitely a part of it. Um and it, it is very difficult because those serial killers are losers that are not geniuses they are people that, that just they shouldn't be romanticized mhm like the have, whole romantici-
0: they, yeah. the romanticization of like ted bundy and yeah. like the zodiac killer yeah. is just, yeah yeah they
1: they they are people that were like serial killers overall just not not geniuses the one thing they do know how to do is find their victims and victims that people don't care about which is people in minority groups and especially women in minority groups and it is it's awful and it's hard and women are primarily the victims so it's very hard when it's like that is truthful to real life very sadly but Mm -hmm. this is television this is fiction you can have an equal yeah. group of murder. You can spread the murder around. You, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it doesn't always have to be women mm-hmm. who are being hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It
0: can,
1: it's fiction. You can add a little bit of fiction into the murder a little
0: yeah. bit. Yeah. A lot of the times, I find the female, like, unsubs, the female killers, like, really interesting and really compelling characters. Like, I, mm-hmm. like I'm watching their episodes, and I'm like, wow, this is... You know, usually something, like, it has a different narrative than, like, all the thousands of other cases that they've already talked about where there's, you know, a man doing the murdering. So, definitely, like, yeah. what you're saying.
1: But, it, yeah, it's it's difficult because women are just, they're, they're so targeted in crime.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, but also, again, it's television, it can... <laughs> and it's not saying I want to see a bunch
0: of men get murdered, but... Yeah, it's like I'm... Equal opportunity. Yeah, it's like... Mm. Ideally, no one would get murdered in the show if we're gonna talk about, like, morality of the real world. But it is a show, and if you're gonna... You know, if you're gonna... If you're gonna commit to the... To the bit, then... Commit. (laughs) Commit to the bit. Uh, Yeah.
1: Or at least spend enough time at the end to pay respect to each fictional woman. Because each fictional woman does represent, like... A, a, a story, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's definitely... that That is its main problem. Um, but it is something that if you add in maybe five minutes of each episode more towards the conclusion, it could easily be fixed a lot more. Um, Plus
0: when they do the characters that are, like, just killing to kill, if that makes sense. I feel like a lot of time it's literally just, like, women getting killed. And I'm just like, if they're just getting killed to... If they're just killing... Because they enjoy it, why is it not, like, dual... Like, I get it, it's, like, it's not as sac- satisfactory or whatever, but, like, if it's fiction, why not just make it equal, like, the guy just likes killing, so he goes and, like, kills a bunch of guys. Yeah. yeah.
1: It, it's... Or vice yeah. versa. It's...
0: And this is, like, an issue with the genre as a whole. Yeah. Police procedural, true crime inspired things. Mm -hmm. I'm not this isn't just a criminal minds like
1: overall the genre loves Yeah. showing women in peril and really focusing on that and not their lives before it or how important their life was and that being taken away Mm -hmm. caused a ripple effect because they are so mm -hmm. because women are very important to communities that they're in and like yeah yeah. but that's the genre that's media overall that's just overall media but especially mystery true crime Mm -hmm. crime yeah Yeah.
0: and and then the other side of that would not just like the overall what the show's about like um like I think that the show just kind of doesn't do great with, like, the female, like, characters that have a spotlight. Mm -hmm. Especially, um, like, harm against women has always been, like, a device to further development for male characters, and Criminal Minds has no shame in, like, continuing to do that. There are multiple instances where, like, a side character, like a, like a reoccurring female character will just get like just murdered for the sake of developing a Mm -hmm. male character. For instance, Hotchner's wife. She dies so Hotchner can get dead wife points. Uh, Reed's girlfriend, Maeve Donovan, she's basically given zero character development of her own. She's basically introduced as like the female version of Reed and then she's shot in the head in front of him so that he can have dead girlfriend points uh Aaron Strauss who's like the boss of everybody is never allowed to develop further than like the bitchy boss who wants to like destroy everybody in the BAU she's she's drugged forced to break her sobriety and then murdered on the street by the serial killer of the season so yeah Multiple instances where just, like, really poor treatment of female characters for the sake of, uh, for the sake of developing a male character. I would say that the way that J.J. is treated also plays into this because she's often, like, she's pushed aside for the sake of developing, I don't know, Reed maybe? And, yeah. So just that
1: overall love being female (laughs) yeah um I think the show would definitely if if there's maybe more female writers actually I don't know the demographic maybe there are quite a lot of female writers uh
0: there yeah there are definitely yeah there definitely were some I couldn't give you a number. And like there are times when it's like this episode was written by a woman, so which it's is not. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's not like there were no women in the writers' room. I just think that again, this is sort of like a product of the genre. Mm-hmm.
1: The genre, media itself, Hollywood yeah. pushing aside female characters overall. Yeah. Like, um, which does not excuse Criminal Minds, but it also shows why that trend was so prominent in that show and is so prominent in many shows is just mm-hmm. overall. And and again, this started in two thousand five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which does not excuse it at all. I wanna make that very clear. Especially um early on, like the first season, it's just it's very mm-hmm. um I remember violent.
0: Walk- yeah, I remember being in my grandparents' basement and a like At the time, I don't think I realized it was- I think I realized it was Criminal Minds, but I didn't realize, like, I didn't realize, like, the type of show it was, but I just remember turning on the TV and seeing, like, a- a, I think a mom and two young girls, or it was, like, a teenager and two young girls being held captive by this man, and then the man gets shot, like, seven different times. And it was, like, literally in, like, the formation of, like, a domino. Um, and- That was, like, the first, like, introduction to, um, like, Criminal Minds was these, like, girls getting kidnapped. Yeah. I didn't realize it at the time, because I was, like, eight, I think. Yeah. Roughly. It's just, it's, like, you have to, like, really suspend, like, not your disbelief, but you just have to, like, literally look past, like, the fact, like, wow, that was really that was really awful that was a really awful fictionalized thing i just saw happen to like a fictionalized person but it's played as if it's real Mm -hmm. so it's
1: like an like a cartoon almost not like it's a cartoon but you know when like the character like at the end of every single cartoon dies and then they come back that's how it kind of feels where it's like not with like they come back, but just, like, it's, like, these horrific things that they, once you've seen it so many times, they are like, oh, yeah, an anvil falling on your head must not actually be that bad. hmm mm-hmm. Oh, this happening maybe isn't actually that bad, and it's, like... It's,
0: like, the... Disen- like, they're almost desensitized to it. Like, one of the episodes, um, is, like, one... The, um, brother... The sister of one of the people that gets killed... Um, like constantly goes and like asks Morgan for like details and stuff inside the case Um, and she just had a line that was like this is just every day for you Um, and it was like there's some truth not some truth to that but like he kind of says like that it's not just it's not just routine I think that's like was the line Um, but it kind of speaks to the fact that it's like In a way, it almost is because they see so much murder and so much death that it's like
1: they're not- not desensitized to it, but they are. Yeah. A part of it is that murderers are decent. Like, serial killers especially. Like, you know, they're desensitized to their crimes a lot of the time. Not all, but many of the time. And when you see the crimes happening, it's mainly from the point of view of the- murderers, so how it's shot I think is very purposeful. Mm -hmm. They're seeing this violence in a way where it's like desensitized but it makes sense because it's from that person's point of view, but it's just, it's still hard watching it all of the episodicness, maybe if every single murder maybe had a longer arc over two episodes, maybe that would make it feel Yeah. Uh, like, everything had a little bit more purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, every single death had a little bit more impact because it would still be episodic, but it would be more like a two-episode arc. Um, yeah. So maybe that. So maybe that's a solution to that whole thing of maybe making all of the deaths feel more impactful and therefore making it feel like, you know, it, it's impactful in our world as well when this happens, even though sometimes it isn't and sometimes... It is a lot, you know. It depends on every crime story and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that Criminal Minds is also, you know, like not that it's an afternoon special, but it is something that like is fictionalized. It's, is something yeah. that you just watch to turn off your brain. But because it's such a a, a violent topic, it feels like. I'm sure the writers probably had trouble having that line of, like, this is supposed to be kind of just entertainment, but also the subject's so serious. And I think maybe mm-hmm. they had that trouble balancing that. And who wouldn't have trouble balancing that idea of, like, this murder's for... Inter- this, like, massacre
0: it's is so for entertainment.
1: entertainment. And that must be really hard. And But also, it's like, there are episodes that are incredibly entertaining, but it's hard
0: balance it's, it's yeah. hard to
1: balance and I, I don't fault anyone who's on that or anything it's just like overall how do you how do you talk about such a serious thing in a way that's still compelling entertaining humorous humane and will make people keep on watching it and also treating it like it's this horrific thing yeah it, it's a, it's a lot <laughs>
0: yeah I think that might like my main overall issue with the show is mm-hmm. that i was watching the show and i kept watching it because i was waiting for it to reach its fullest potential like the mm-hmm. potential that i could 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 see from the very first like episode it's a the great very pilot side
1: note great pilot yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and like i kept waiting for it to deliver some of those like really interesting nuanced like themes and topics and messages that it very clearly could convey but it never quite does and instead focuses on just that again the episodic nature of it like we gotta keep
1: we have to keep on finding different cases and Mm
0: -hmm. So Different like ways, yeah. all of the changes that I make, all the changes that I suggest are like in hopes of if the show was redone would be in the hope of making it a delivery system for a more nuanced and complex theme. Yeah. I
1: mean mm-hmm. in 20 years it most likely will be redone in oh, some for sure. form and fashion, Reed will be what the like senior member is, you know. Um, yeah. And
0: <laughs> it would be, Reed's be kind kid. of funny. Yeah. Or something like that.
1: Or yeah, it it would be that. And well, let's move on to concrete changes.
0: Just suggestions.
1: Mm-hmm. Just I'll, suggestions. I'll say them
0: fast okay. so that we can wrap it up. Um, and not all of these are like, just singular ideas. Like they're oh, not they're not yeah. conditional on each other. Mm-hmm. My first one would be pick main characters. Since I feel like the show had struggles with dealing with a large ensemble, I would say pick main characters, my suggestion would be Prentice Morgan-Reed.
1: Mm-hmm. Start the show with yeah. introducing
0: Prentice, she meets the other two, all the other characters can stay in their same roles, but their development can be viewed through the eyes of those three. They can learn to lean on each other and then develop a deeper bond.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's, it, it works because like they're the youngest in the team, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah um second change pick one character it, it kind of like what you were saying with like the two episode arc again to try and balance like the show's ability to handle an ensemble i would say pick one character to get an, an extended narrative arc over the course of a season and then split the time of the season between focusing on the overarching story and one-off cases where other characters can be the star and then pick a new character when the next season happens the best example I think they have that of this that already exists in the show is Prentice's season six arc where she, like, fakes her death and then comes back to life. I think if they did this more often, it would add more narrative complexity and then make it easier for characters to share the spotlight. And then we won't have cases like JJ's where she's basically pushed to the side and then never given any development. Not saying they should the characters should fake their desks and come back to life multiple times. Yeah, not the that. Principle. But, like, Prentice's that arc is probably like probably the most well done thing yeah. on the show. And so if they kept doing things like that, I think it would have been more like mm-hmm. wow, this show is like perfect and I don't need yeah. anything to and change. And have things that happen in season 2 affect things in season 4. Yeah. Definitely. Um suggestion next suggestion, literally just follow through. If you're going <laughs> to if you're going to write something, uh do it. Like maybe it's bad do it anyway don't tease at something unless you're gonna actually do it everything yeah. they start is commit. such
1: so interesting that it's like go with that idea because it was a mm-hmm. compelling mm-hmm. idea
0: yeah um next suggestion this not the i don't know you guys might have opinions on it i would say have the balls to kill people off yeah lots of people come and go over mm. the course of the show and i know it's like not super realistic Core, like real life because a lot of times in the show people leave because of like a career change or like a personal life change which does reflect real life mm-hmm. but I would say kill people off like the yeah. reason why long, like shows like Grey's Anatomy why people kept like watching and why they were kind of successful of like going as far as they did before eventually falling off is like you literally didn't know who's gonna die or not yeah so it's like if somebody's leaving kill him. I mean, that was a criticism I would have criticism out if, like, it killed too many people, but I do think there is a good balance where it was, like, they could have killed off Gideon or something. Yeah. Not yeah. oh, Gideon, but, I, like... I,
1: like, with I, episode one where there was a bomb, and how many people died as a consequence of the bomb? Like, six. Yeah, yeah. six. Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely compelling to maybe have, like, two characters die at the same time at one point. If two actors wanted to leave at this around the same time yeah you could kind of have that and all the other characters have to be like we we did succeed but because i think that was like really interesting and like that emotion and that's an interesting arc so like and they did kind of go with that
0: through parent with the thing with parentas, but like i feel like having that not that killing people should be the reason why they have an arc but they're gonna leave anyways, might as well give them the Gerson death. Yeah. And when people leave, they lit like, the characters literally act like they died. Like, even though they did- like, when Morgan leaves the show, Mm -hmm. Reed kind of, like, acts like he literally died. Because he, like, (laughs) mopes around and he's like, Morgan's gone. He- buddy, you can see him on the weekends. It's- (laughs) Get a cell phone. <laughs> it's not that big a deal. And they literally act like sweat. he died. And so it's like, okay, kill someone then. Mm-hmm. I I just think that it's like kind of a cop out. Like, I'm I'm not saying it's a, I don't know. But I I don't mind it when main characters die. Because it's like, okay, that was interesting. As long as it's done well.
1: Yeah. Okay. I think there's a limit, but yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think a good show, though it has so many flaws, um, but also so many good strengths, and one of its strengths is, um, killing characters off in a very impactful way, but not too many, is The Hundred. They Mm. kill off a lot of characters, but every single death feels very impactful, and there's an arc for every single character's death, and so a character dies, that causes something, and then... Sometimes they die or sometimes then another person dies in their life and then they have to, like, either get even more into that or, like, they have to close off their heart. And because so many of the characters die and there's they start with so many characters, there's so many different forms of grief that they explore. I I mean, some not written the best way, some written amazingly, but I really like how The Hundred kind of writes off their characters.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's just, it's like, if you, if the show is so okay with killing off, like, side female characters, kill off a couple main characters too, you know? Plus, plus, like, as, like, an actor, I don't think any of them would be actually opposed to, like, getting killed on screen. Yeah. I mean, like, that's kind of, like, not that I want to be killed on screen to say but I feel like that's, like, a fun acting challenge to be like, okay, I'm gonna die now. Yeah. Like... I think the draw of not killing the characters is always because it's like, can well, they could back. come back, because yeah. mm-hmm. they're not dead, and they don't want to do the whole, like, coming back to life thing again. I know they did it with Prentice, but, like, it was very clearly planned to yeah. be like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Kill a couple people off. I think it'd be funny. Spread <laughs> um, <laughs> the humor. We
1: say after, like, we hate murder, we hate this. <laughs> Just kill all yeah. the um,
0: not actually. The sh- show we talked about this already. The show's not awful and is it, it's not the worst in its diversity, but it definitely has issues. Um I would just more diversity of women, people of color, yeah, different, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, overall, overall diversity. Ability like yeah. 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 There
0: is, so, yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm probably not the most qualified person to talk about it, so more diversity, yeah. please. Um, and then my final change, and this goes back to my, like, overall criticism of the show that I talked about, is that I wanted the core of the show to really be the question of, is this job worth it? hmm And I wanted the show to explore the deep effects that a career in the BAU can have on a person. And whether the highs of saving a life, of saving lives day after day, is worth the personal toll that the losses can take. Because, like, yeah, the team saves lives and most of the time they're successful. But once you become, like, the only line of defense between a seemingly, like, endless onslaught of pure evil and just, like, the average American citizen, how long does it take before you just completely break down?
1: Yeah.
0: And, like, I just wanted them to address, like, all these questions. Like, how long can you keep your humanity? How long- how- are you willing to do whatever it takes to save the greater good? Or are there lines that need to be drawn in the sand when it comes to certain things? It could have been interesting if they would have taken, like, a character from season one and maybe, like- I don't remember what her name was, but I remember really liking her in season one. Like, the one that got replaced with Prentes. L L. It would have been interesting if they would have brought her back, but she was, like, an unsub at that point. Like- a, I think taken, a lot of people share that opinion. A lot of fans yeah. share that opinion. Just, like, taking someone who, like, obviously broke from being in that job, and then bringing her back and making her the villain, essentially.
1: Mm-hmm. Or, like,
0: not necessarily her character, but I think that's the first character, first character that came to mind. But, like, doing something like that, because then that could question, like, where was the breaking point? Like, where did like mm-hmm. this job can lead to that? Yeah. So. And it's, like, since it's since they're working for a government agency, since it's the FBI, I kind of wanted them to sort of for, like, the, the big, bad, like, end villain to be, like, the FBI almost. Like, I kind of wanted them to be, like, when you're working for a government agency, how can you know that your employer is going to back you up and give you support instead of allowing you to see... Like, the most horrific crimes that can be committed against humanity and then just leave you to drift in the breeze. Mm -hmm. Like, that's sort of what I picture happening with Reed and his whole addiction arc. Like, you go through a horrible thing and then you're just left to deal with it. I just wanted there to be an internal battle between the need to protect all those that are vulnerable to evil and a deep desire to hang up the hat and let somebody else do the saving. And they do this with Gideon. He ends up leaving the, the FBI because of this reason. They kind of do it with Hochner, but mostly because he wants to, like, be a good father to his son. But going back to, like, Reed's kind of lost potential... He would be a perfect vessel for that. Because mm-hmm. we see him literally grow up from, like, yeah. a, mm-hmm. a very young man to, like, a 40-year-old. So, we see the most of him, and we ultimately see the most change in him. And in addressing a battle between wanting a normal life and needing to save everyone, I kind of just wanted, like, at the very end of the show, for, the, like, the need for normalcy to win. Like, I wanted... Maybe read maybe somebody else, to just, like, completely turn their back, like, on the FBI. Mm. Maybe not, like, not cut everybody off that they know from the FBI, but just be like, yeah, I'm done. Because there's always gonna be somebody else that can do the saving. Because everybody wants to be a hero. I'm done being the hero. Mm. I mean, Morgan kind of did do that. Yeah. I guess. But, but. maybe
1: in, a, like, a more balanced way. Like, yeah. that's his whole arc through Eleven. Mm-hmm. um years
0: yes yeah so i just wanted i wanted there to be like the big picture i wanted there to be a big picture instead of ju- just being like hey here's a show about murder isn't this fun
1: wow cool yeah so beyond murder but the psychological effects of like yeah Having having uh to be relied on for it. And obviously that job's necessary, but it, it, it doesn't mean that it yeah. doesn't come with all this stuff.
0: Yeah. It's like if it's a show about criminal minds, yeah. then maybe we need an equal focus on the criminal profiler minds and how it all comes back to... To get ya once the job is done at the end of the day. I mean, they did kind of address that with Gideon's character. I know. I just wanted it to be, like, throughout the show. Yeah. And, like, a big thing. Like, I kind of wanted all the characters to struggle with it. Like, at least
1: at some point. And some are saying that normalcy is worth more and others are saying being a hero or just, you know, protecting what you believe in is worth more to yeah. have and then being like neither is wrong mm-hmm. because a job affects you in different ways and it, it's a it's a complicated job and a complicated life and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's yeah it's a lot but like, i think that's a great addition to have that be a struggle that everyone goes through at different times and some at the same time but with differing ideas or the same idea Mm -hmm. and because even though you want to change it to have like three main characters it does still have such a wide ensemble that they would have time to do that throughout 14-15 seasons. So yeah
0: just a bigger through line in terms of theme and message in the form of questioning the job is what i'd say um that's all i have any further thoughts all that being said it's a fun show and i like watching it
1: no yeah i i (laughs) feel like i feel like maybe we yeah there's there's problem areas but that doesn't mean it's a Mm -hmm. bad show it's a good show people love it that's why it had 15 seasons and it really truly has such well-written characters even if maybe there's an unbalanced arc for all of them their the characterization is Mm -hmm. so it's just so good um you can also kind of find a character to
0: relate to within all of them yeah like
1: play the fun like text her in and person be like okay what criminal minds character am i and then yeah what they respond to you will say a lot what mm-hmm. will it say i don't know but that that's a fun little thing that would, you could do Woo. Hoo. yeah it's i mean i watched
0: i watched 15 seasons of it so a lot of other people did too yeah a lot of <laughs> other people did too so the fact that it's being taken off of netflix is so annoying yeah. It's on Paramount, but it has Paramount, or at least this subscription that I have to it, it has commercials. Show.
1: Sure. That being said, Netflix, if you ever did want to give us a original series, um, we would we would love that a lot. Thank you so much, Netflix. You're wonderful, you're amazing. Contact us. We're very interesting people. Um mm-hmm. if you would want to give us any space at all. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. We could fill that criminal mind space. Yep. Yep.
0: It's the exact same show, but I play every single (laughs) character, and I say every single line. Yep. So. I'll do lighting. That's my pitch. I'll direct it. Um, yeah. So, sorry if this episode was a little chaotic. This show was kind of a hyper fixation for me, a little bit. So, I just have a lot of, again, I, like, have a love-slash-hate relationship with it because it's, like, I want it to reach its fullest potential, but it's, you know, it's still a good show. So, um, and as always, we truly wouldn't change a thing because then we would be out of a job. Thank you so much for watching. Make sure to follow our socials.
1: Yes, fo- please follow our socials. We use little sound bites for to make TikTok videos and we have some fun little graphics on Instagram. And if you want any resources around the state of our world right now. We are going to have links in the description of this video. Um, We realize that it is a trying time in our world overall right now. Um, But we hope that maybe this could provide a little bit of escapism, even though we were talking about murder. But um, we hope that um, you have a great day and that you... Watch a comfort show today. Mm -hmm. And maybe eat some popcorn. Take time. Take care of yourself. And yeah. Bye. Bye.